Do you feel like giving up? Do you feel like the mountain seems impossible to climb? Are you in a season of isolation? Do you feel like you're suffering and it is all for nothing? Do you feel like everyone is in their winning season and you're in your losing season? Do you feel tired, frustrated? Do you feel down or sad? Do you feel like everyone is up and you're down? Do you feel like you're being counted out? Take a listen to this episode before you decide to throw the talent or you decide to quit. And let me take a moment to encourage you right before you decide. Hey you, are you ready to grow and devolve and elevate? Well, good thing you're listening because you're in the right place. My name is Key and you are now listening to Evolving with Key. Hello everyone, welcome back or welcome to Evolving with Key. My name is Kiana and if you're listening to this, it is not by coincidence. Somewhere inside this episode is a very special message from God to you. Today I have a Bible verse I want to share with you all and it is Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in good doing for at proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Sometimes things get hard. Life gets hard. We start to feel like we should just give up. Sometimes we will go through things that will make us feel like we can't make it. I have been there. You have been there. We've all been there. Sometimes the mountain seems impossible to overcome, but thank God that no mountain is too big for him. We all have our race to glory and destiny, and we all have a cross to bear. The race to glory is long and strenuous. It is demanding mentally, emotionally, and physically. The race comes with so many obstacles and hurdles. If you're listening to this and you feel like throwing the towel in and forfeiting, what if I told you one more lap? What if I told you that all you have is one more lap until glory? Just one more lap until you step into the overflow of blessings. All you have is one more lap. How much longer do I have to wait? How much more do I have to endure? God, I'm tired. I give up. These are all things that we express to God. But what if you gave up today? What if you threw the towel in today? What if you forfeited today? What if today you gave up? And all you had was one more lap. What if today you gave up, but tomorrow was your victory day? What if you gave up today and tomorrow was the day that you were supposed to step into the overflow, but you never make it to tomorrow because you gave up too soon? So what if I told you that you only had one more lap? Instead of saying, God, why? Instead of saying, God, why me? Say, God, why not me? You are the woman for the race. You are the man for the race. Where you are today, at this exact moment, wherever you're sitting at right now, wherever you're going right now, wherever you are today, at this very moment, is exactly where God has you. Where you are is where you are supposed to be. If you're in a season of isolation, isolate. Let God hide you. If you're in a season of building, plant those seeds so you can have abundance in the harvest season. If you're in a season of grief, mourn and mourn and move. If you just got fired, if you're 
if you just had a breakup, if you just lost someone, if you just failed a test, if you just got diagnosed with an illness, wherever you are, it's exactly where you are supposed to be. You are not supposed to be any further. You are not supposed to be anywhere else. Wherever you are is exactly where you are supposed to be. No matter how many wrong turns you may have made, how many detours you may have made, where you are is exactly where you are supposed to be on your path. You are not supposed to be anywhere else. If you're going through these things, it's your kingdom race. You are the MVP. You are the most valuable player that God has. Because each race is specifically designed for you to win, to succeed. You are the right one for the race because if you couldn't conquer your race, God wouldn't have put you in it. So you are the MVP. God's most valuable player. You're his most valuable runner for this specific race that has been assigned to you in your destiny. No one else can conquer and no one else can run this race like you can. So God has specifically designed this for you and put you in this position you are in so that you could run your race. Run your race. God never said it would be easy. But God equipped you for your race. You are built for it before God even sent you out on this race that you are in. God, not only did he build it and design it for you, he equipped you for it. Before you even take off in your race, God has already paved the way for you. He designed the race for your success. And God is waiting for you at the finish line with the medal of glory, favor, and success. Use the hurdles and the obstacles along the way to help you build endurance. God paved the way for you. All you have to do is run. Don't go through the challenges. Don't go through the obstacles. Don't go over the hurdles in vain. Don't just go through them. Don't just run over them. Grow through them. Let it help you build endurance. Let it help you build perseverance. So that when you grow weary while you're running your ways, when you grow tired while you're running your ways, you can pull back on that perseverance. You can use that endurance. It's that endurance that you build going over through the obstacles and the hurdles that's going to help push you through the finish line. So make sure that you don't just go through it, that you grow through it. Grow through your challenges. And no matter how difficult the race is because the race is going to come with challenges and obstacles no matter even if god paved the way for you he never took out the challenges and obstacles he just paved the way so that you can overcome them he made sure that every challenge and every obstacle and every hurdle in the race was going to be overcomable for you because he knew that if you couldn't overcome it then he wouldn't have put it in the race for you so Sure, the race comes with challenges and obstacles, but no matter how difficult the race is, God's word still stands. God word, the word of God is law, and that's law. You can't stop it. God's word still stands. You will win. You will win the race, so all you have to do is run. All you have to do is overcome. Get over your obstacles and challenges because you will win the race. You may feel weak. You may feel weary. You may feel like you just can't go any further. Your legs hurt. You're exhausted. But push. Persevere. Push yourself. You are almost there. This is your final lap. All you have is just one more lap. One more lap.
And when you grow tired, when you feel weak, when you feel weary, when you feel like you can't go any further, when your legs hurt, when you're exhausted, use scripture to help you win the race. Fall back on your scripture. Use your endurance from the past obstacles and challenges, your perseverance from the past obstacles and challenges, and fall back on scripture. Use scripture as a pick-me-up. We also will glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Romans 5, 3. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. James 1, 2, 3. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Philippians 4, 13. Fall back on scripture. I just gave you three verses to use to help push you to the end of your race. Let those three verses be your push to the finish line. So I have a story about perseverance I want to share with you. And this is the story of Job. Job was someone that was a man of an unwavering faith. No matter what Job went through and what he faced, he still had all of his trust and faith in God. So and so Job was a man that lived a life of abundance and glory and Satan raised the question of if God if Satan's question was is Job serving God because of he wants a life of abundance and glory and success or is he serving God because he loves him because Satan believed that there's no way anyone could worship God just because he believed that the only reason that anyone could worship God and obey his word and commandments is because we want the glory, we want the success. So Job was someone who had run a race full of extreme pain and sorrow. Yet through it all, he stayed true to God in his faith. Job was a faithful man. He was blameless and upright. He served God and he was a diligent follower. So like I said a few a few moments ago, Satan wanted to prove a point to God that he could break a man's will. Because like I said, Satan believed that there was no way Job was serving God just because he just felt like that was just not happening. So he wanted to see if he could break a man's will. So he asked God, could he torture Job and God allow it? And I know someone's going to ask this, why would God allow Satan to torture Job to torture Job if he loves him. God knew before this even happened. He knew because you actually know that. Remember that God is all knowing. Yes, we have free will, but He knows what you're gonna do before you even do it. And unlike God, Satan is not all knowing. Satan is not omnipresent. Um, he can only be in one place in one time, and he's not all knowing. Satan doesn't know what's in our minds. He doesn't know everything, but God knows everything. Um, Satan is only Satan only moves based on observations and guessing. Satan guessed in, from his observations of seeing all of Job's glory that he would fold on God. But God knew because he's all knowing. He knew that Job's faith was going to be unwavering, and he knew that yes, all these things are going to happen to Job. But what he also knew was Job was going to be able to overcome them. And he knew that Job was going to make him proud. So, yes, God let Satan, um, God allowed Satan to afflict Job. But he also turned it in for his good. He knew that if he allowed Satan to afflict him, it would prove a point that Job was the man that God said he was. And that God's children obeyed him no matter what.
And this story should also let you know that the devil doesn't have that much power that we give him. Satan is not as powerful as he is portrayed to be because Satan had to ask God for permission. Satan cannot move without the permission of God because Satan, because God, I'm sorry, God has the highest and the most authority. Without God, no one can move. So that's how you know that if something happens to you, if a weapon is formed against you, it won't prosper because if God allowed something to pass through him, to pass through the kingdom, if he allowed it to come into your life, just know he is already planning to make that for your good and to show the enemy that he cannot have his children. So when Satan went to ask God for permission, God gave him permission. The only restriction God placed on Satan was that he could not take Job's life. He could do anything but take Job's life away. So in the course of one day, Job was told by different servants that all of his belongings and possessions and livestock, which he was abundant, like he had an abundance of blessings and belongings and livestock. And his 10 children had been killed or destroyed by natural, natural disasters or thieves. So despite all these obstacles, Job still praised God, even in his sorrow. Just imagine the sorrow and tragedy that came with just simply losing his 10 children. Not only did he lose one child, he lost all of his children. And he lost all of his belongings, all of his possessions, and all of his livestock. And if you know anything about these times, livestock is wealth. And so that means he lost his wealth. And despite all of these obstacles, he still praised God. Even in his sorrow, he continued to run his race. God, Job knew that all he had to do was just run his race. Job knew that no matter what happened, all he had to do was praise God. After he lost his 10 children, his livestock, his possessions and belongings, the next day, Job was afflicted with terrible skin scores. And yet he persevered and praised God. In his grieving and illness, Job's friends came and sat with him despite the terrible advice they offered him, trying to get him to turn against his God. Job still praised God, but soon his praises turned to questions. Just like some of ours do when we're on our race and we're going through our trials and we're going through pain and we're going through illness. Our praises often turn to questions, bitterness and anger. Job questioned how a God, how God could allow such terrible things to happen, even to a faithful servant. Which at some point we all question this. So sometimes, or at some point we've all come to this this question God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? I do all these things. I do this. I pray this. I, I pray every day. I fast. I do this. I do that. Why are you allowing these things to happen to me? And Job couldn't fathom and understand why was God allowing these things to happen to him. Because Job was a faithful servant. Job's faith, like I said, was unwavering. He had many times to turn against God. He had many reasons why he could stop believing in God. But he didn't. He still stayed coarse. He still ran his race. He endured so much, so much pain and so, so, so much tragedy and sorrow. But he still had faith in God. So he couldn't understand why was God allowing this to happen. But we have to, when we're 
when we ask this question, we have to remember that some things are beyond our human comprehension. And we have to lean not on our own understanding and trust in the Lord with all our heart. Even if you only have a mustard seed of faith, even if you only have 2% of faith, girl, that's all you need, 2% of faith to get you to where you need to be. Just trust in God when you have this question. So Job still continued to trust in God, even though he questioned why was this things happening to him. God eventually intervened and told Job to be brave. And I'm sure that Job was like, really, God, like, you're just going to tell me to be brave. That's all. But then God had mercy on Job and restored his health 100 percent, all of his possessions and gave him twice as much as he previously had. So he had twice more livestock, twice more possessions and belongings and twice more life livestock and twice more children and had a long and prosperous life. So just like God restored and multiplied everything Job lost while running his race, God is gonna do that same thing for you. Job's story is the ultimate test of faith, an example of perseverance in running your race in the Bible. Even in the darkest times through death and turmoil, questions of faith and questions of God, Job was still faithful and trusted God's plan. He still ran his race. And the enemy, the, the enemy really just looked like a fool because God knew when Satan came to him and asked, could he, could he come for Job? Could he come at him? God already knew that Job was a man for the race. God knew that Job was a faithful servant. And God knew that Job was the perfect one to pass this test and that there was no other person that could go through that but Job. So look at where you're going through today. Look at your race. What is your race right now? Look at your trial. Look at what's happening in your life right now. What are you going through? What season are you in? Whatever your season, whatever season you're in, whatever race you're running, you are the person that is meant for that race. No one else can do it like you can do it. No one else can run that race like you can. You are the only person that can make it through. If you couldn't do it, God wouldn't put you through it. If you couldn't make it, if you couldn't handle it, God would never allow it to pass through the kingdom. Everything works in the good of you. God is team you before anything. So just know whatever you're going through, you are the only person that is meant for it. And it is meant for your good. And it's going to be used to prosper you, not to harm you. And when you start to question God, why am I going through this? Why me? You have to remember that no mountain is too big for our God, and you have to trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding and know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So today I leave you with this. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Persevere. Do not give up. And for somebody, this is your last lap. This is your confirmation that this is your final lap. You don't have any much more to run after this. This is your last lap. You are almost at the finish line. God is waiting for you to cross the finish line so he can rain down his glory on you. So keep running. I know you're tired. I know that it's hard. No one ever said that it wasn't hard, though. I know it seems like you will never win. Everyone is up and you're down. Everyone is winning. Everyone's in their winning season. They're in their glory season, but you're still down. You're just kind of just lingering. You're just kind of floating. You might be in a season of isolation or grief or sadness. You might even be in a good season right now. 
but wherever you are is where you're supposed to be. So keep grinding, dive into your purpose, keep pushing yourself, build endurance, run your race. You got this. You got this. You can do it. You are the man or the woman for the race, no matter how old or how young you are. So I thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast episode. And I pray as you go forward in your day, endurance is increased. And may God bless you all exceedingly and abundantly. Hey, you. Don't forget, check out Evolving with Key Ministries on all social media platforms at Evolving with Key. And if you are in need of prayer, spiritual guidance or advice, or you simply need an ear to vent to in confidence, feel free to reach out to me on any platform or my website at evolvingwithkey.wixsite.com.